Blog Talk All right. Radio. March 11, March 1, 1, 2020, last week was 13 years of this show. Yeah. And today, you know what I want to talk about since we're talking about so many years? Age bias. Age bias. I'm like, I'll only be a second, okay? I'm like a lot of people. I know that Joe Biden is like 76 or 77 and he has trouble remembering things, right, when he's speaking in public. So I assumed that he had the typical mental problems you associate with old age. But apparently I was wrong. Biden has a stutter, okay? And one way to overcome that problem is to memorize what you're going to say and practice everything. You practice all your phrases. But when uh, it comes time to change what you're going to say, you're stuck in your old memory stuff and it automatically comes out. So Biden says, hi, I'm Joe Biden and I'm running for the Senate when he's running for the president. That's because he ran for the Senate so many times. He's just on autopilot. He's not senile. Okay. And, you know, he didn't forget Obama's name. He's got a stutter, like I said. So he gets stuck on certain words or sounds, and he's got to change what he's saying to get his his message out. So he, he, instead of saying Obama, he'll switch to the president uh, or my boss, okay? And it's not just uh, his apologists. I saw a guy online who has a stuttering problem himself, and he explained it. He says he avoids certain words, he substitutes certain words, he talks around words, he has all kinds of tricks, and that's Joe Biden as well. So maybe, apparently it's Joe Biden, <laughs> if you've got an older candidate who seems a bit confused and uh, your bias is telling you this person is senile, hey, maybe you're wrong, okay? And we know it here, don't we, on Jerry Jerry Watch Show is this! This is the Recruiting Animal Show! Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Jerry's not sick. Biden sure doesn't stutter when he's cussing somebody out ah, or saying he's going to take him outside. Did you see that yesterday? No, I saw him. He called a guy a horse's ass and something he else. He says, you're full of shit. Yeah. You want to take us outside. And <laughs> yeah. He, oh, he, no, was, I, he was practically punching the guy. And the guy's was like, great. this is not good. And, and, you know, doing a this is my personal space thing. It's crazy. Biden's ready to scrap it out. It's funny. Hilarious. Okay, Alan. Alan liked that. Yeah, Alan, you, you, you're going to vote for him because of that? No, I just thought it, I just thought it was good him getting him getting in the guy's face. Yeah, yeah. I thought so too. I thought so I thought too. He lit, so, I thought so he lit when, up and he had an opinion. It was great. So when Biden's talking about an AR-14, oh no, I heard that. I caught that. Is that a stutter animal? I don't know. I don't know what an AR-14. I don't know about guns. Okay, it's a baby. 
it, it's a baby <laughs> 15 a before it grows up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I heard him say machine guns, and you don't need machine yeah. guns in the United States. You're killing enough people there without machine guns, okay? You don't Hiring need managers that. are. <laughs> okay. Look, <laughs> before we get going, I want to thank I want to thank the sponsors of this show. Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L dot com. The super duper sourcing tool. Everybody loves it. PCRecruiter.net, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. You know, ever since uh, our good friend Joe Mollings told me that nobody knows what a, a Swiss Army knife is, I feel like uh, self-conscious about saying it, but that's what the CEO says. It means that it's versatile, okay? It does a lot of different things. And finally, hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online interview recording technology Mike Batman Cohn was on a few weeks ago. He loves it, man. He loves it. Hone it. Okay. And uh, that guy was one yeah. of your that, that guy was one of your best guests in uh, quite a while. <laughs> he was good. I'll, I won't go yeah, that far good. with you, but he was good. Okay. Uh, he was good, and uh, I just uh, I put out a message before. Everybody, you know, we're getting into the coronavirus season. Just take your mask off before you talk into the phone, okay, so we can hear you, okay? Get to the guest. Jimmy, are you there? Jimmy Sinclair. I'm here. Is it Jimmy the whole show, or are we going to go to James? Yeah, you're in America, okay? This guy's English. Okay, I'm not in America. I'm in Canada, okay? But they call you Does Jimmy. Does this guy not know how it goes? Yeah, we, no we can say this guy's name is whatever it, whatever we want. That's right. It's, okay, it's Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Haven't you ever seen Jimmy. South Park? Jimmy. Yeah. Okay. Jay Bizzle. Okay. His his uh his Twitter address is JDS underscore again. That's uh, you know I don't know if you know that we what? critique. But that's ridiculous. I mean, who could ever well, remember that? I, I didn't even hear that. I thought yeah. you said it was J E S underscore again. No, J D Donald. Is Maybe Donald is his middle name or what? David or something like that. J E S what, underscore. What does that mean, oh, Jimmy? God. Just just by initials and J D S wasn't available. I came late to Twitter, unlike you, and so wasn't available. And that was the most innovative thing I could think of at the time. Again, what's the again? Like, what does that mean? J D S two is you know oh. your. JDS, yeah. my initials, James Daniel Sinclair. Again, yeah, okay. Meaning, you should have put in like your birth year or something like that, okay? Instead of again, change, you know, it's no, well, not too late to change good, it. Good <laughs> feedback. Good <laughs> feedback. Noted. Okay, his company is at ENT Alumni. Okay, and what does that stand for, ENT Alumni, Jim? Well, seeing as we're starting the first few minutes on Twitter handle critique, that stands for Enterprise Alumni, but it just seemed a little bit long to put the entire <laughs> word in there. <laughs> EnterpriseAlumni.com. Is that, is that your website? That is. That is. Any critique on that or, or, or no? We good to go. Yeah, I, I, well, let's move on. Okay. Like uh, what, <laughs> what is it? What we'll give you a do? tentative oh. thumbs up on it. Oh, what does you. it do? What does it do? What does Enterprise Alumni, what is it? 
So the quick thing is essentially is the post-employment experience. Companies spend millions sourcing, finding candidates, millions keeping them, retaining them. And then when they leave, they're like, well, good luck. Here are some cupcakes. We are that component, which is when you leave, you join our platform, and it lets organizations stay in contact with their former employees. Okay. I, you know what? I'm gonna in, I watched another video with uh, Jimmy. Uh, and uh, a Ph.D., Dr. Patty, interviewed him, and he, this is what he told her, how he explained it. He said, everybody knows that when they go to the toilet, I think he said bathroom, okay, when they go to the bathroom, they should watch their, wash their hands, but not everybody does it. And he said, it's the same with your corporate alumni. When someone leaves a company, you know you should maintain contact with them, but you don't, Okay. Why should you maintain contact with people who've left your company, Jim? I, I would ask the other way around is why wouldn't you? The concept being you spend so much money on them, they're going to leave, they're going to get new skills, they're going to go out into the market, they're going to go to partners, they're going to go to customers. These are your advocates. These are your future recruits. These are the people that you want to have access to and you know everything about them. So when it comes to access to people, it's the most qualified talent pool out there. So not maintaining contact just doesn't make sense for any organization, especially when okay, people you know are talking what? about that's it. The good, that's the kind of blather that we all like on this show, okay? Go if it's it. an introduction to something more concrete, okay. But it's so general, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, what do you mean they're your advocates? Well, are, you, are, they, are they now people you're going to sell to? Are you selling to your old uh, employees? Let's just take the most basic level of it, an employee at Starbucks. An employee at Starbucks is a customer before they're an employee, while they're an employee, and after they're an employee. So surely how they leave the organization is going to reflect how they feel about your organization. And so, yes, every person that leaves your organization, when you talk about advocates, you could be selling to them. They could be just saying this is a good company. They could be referring people. Just that value proposition of or whatever you want to call it of having a good relationship with your former employer pays okay, you dividends. You know what? You're or, still being general. Starbucks is a terrible example. Uh, you know, we're headhunters. We're not recruiting baristas, okay? What are, what are you talking about? Give us a one start off with a real – Animal, animal, just a quick point of interjection. Isn't it the case that more often than not, when you talk to somebody about the company that they just left, rarely are they going to say, wow, I just left the greatest employer in the world. The culture there was fantastic. I loved it. No, they leave because they hate their boss. That's why we recruit people, because their boss sucks. Their boss is a dick. They hate working there. That's what recruiters do. Now, are you saying Jimmy? those people on the flip side are the number one advocates for the <laughs> yeah. employer that Come just on, ran Jim. them out of town? Thank you, Jimmy. Go ahead, you Jim. You are welcome. You ready for go the ahead, response, Jimmy? Yeah, go ahead. We're ready. ready. Go yeah, ahead, Jim. Great. So, we the, so the, response is, the response is, yeah, you're going to leave for a million reasons. One could be you hate your boss. One could be career progression. One could be that you want to move into a different field. There are a million reasons you leave. I've had many jobs where I left where I haven't walked out saying, F this place. There are many jobs where I've True, left however, where maybe didn't give me the, the opportunity I wanted. The, the primary reason people leave a place is because of their boss. I mean, I, I don't or have money. the exact statistic, but it's – you would know better than, than us. What is the number one reason for leaving an employer? The number one reason for leaving an employer is there's a better opportunity. The grass is greener somewhere else for whatever reason. Money, boss, culture, 
fit, flexible mm. work, leaving to have a kid. Mm-mm. Mm. Okay. I would no, think hold on. Be, before before we let's get to the mechanics of this. So how do okay. you? Uh, uh, so you want to let people maintain contact with their uh, past employees? How do you do that? Well, hold on. Let me come to, back to Jerry's point for a second. Um, there's also you should have used this one, okay? Boomerang employees. Apparently, we keep hearing that that's a thing. I've never heard of one boomerang employee. How, what, really? what are the numbers on what? Yeah, what Dude, are the numbers on. on boomerang employees? What are the numbers on them? Do you know? We've got so, four. Well, there well, we go. Alan, number. they've got four. You got four boomerangs. Is my number. Yeah, and they're all high performers. Many. Can I ask you two questions about those four people? Which is sure, number one. How much cheaper was it to hire those people? And number two, how productive were they? And number three, new question, uh, do they too. stay longer? Um, well, I mean, it, in my industry, it was basically a phone call because it's such a tight networked industry. Uh, so they all basically called back up and said, hey, you know what, this is this, where I'm at was good. They want me to go move to another state. I can't do it. Would like to come back if there's, if there's a place. That's basically how all four of it happened. They are very productive, and they've been here a long time. But okay, our average it sounds like that, Alan. It sounds, you know, the construction business, which I think is what you're referring to. Yeah. It sounds that's more typical of that industry. Okay? Am yeah. I right about I, that? I would say yes. Okay. okay. Michael G. Cox, were you trying to say something there? Oh, yeah. We, we had many boomerangs um, when I was in corporate, lots of individuals coming back to the organization. The thing is that some some individuals they just stay in the same industry and they're going from from mm-hmm. company to company and back and forth. Yeah, I saw that a lot. Okay, Jerry, are you? And, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but one of the reasons in some industries people move from a competitor to, to a competitor to a competitor is they know that's the only way they're going to keep their salaries upgraded to current rates. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Jimmy, these guys are giving you all kinds of ammo. They're doing the work for you. Okay. So you can say. Yeah, what them. does he do? Does he collect a private network? I'm trying to understand. Uh, I don't know. Now he's going to tell us. We set it up. There's a value in getting your boomerangs. We haven't even talked about referrals yet. But how do you maintain the the contact? What do you? What's your offering, Jimmy? So, software platform, part of the HR suite that when you leave as part of offboarding, it says, hey, do you want to stay in touch with the community? Do you want to stay in touch with the organization? For whatever that might mean. Uh, So different companies set that up in different ways. Some companies allow their employees to join. So when you leave, you're already part of it. So it's a platform. Uh, Essentially, think of it like a a talent community or a talent CRM, but with more engagement. Okay, here's a question. I have a question. Yeah. So, Jimmy, what, what, why would I pay you money instead of just creating a private Facebook group of IBM alumni? Yeah, exactly that. So I love that question. So number one is some companies will have, you know, Phil and Lisa in the basement on an Excel spreadsheet, and that's their alumni program, and that's cool too. Others will have a LinkedIn group, many of which are formed by an employee that left 20 years ago and doesn't work at the company. The reason people choose our platform is, A, the data that we're able to collect and get from the users, and the B, to be able to provide a very unique experience. We want to say a target. I want to target all people in North America with this skill and send them this job opportunity. You can't necessarily do that with a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group or similar. Okay. Okay. Well, who's, who's your, so this sounds like, Alan, do you have a rebuttal for him? Alan? No, I'm, I'm, I'm digesting what he just said. I mean, it's, okay. it's, inter- it's in, the data would be, the data is, might be interesting. 
Okay, well, the thing is, that makes it sound like he's dealing with con- – I know you signed, up, you're, you're, you signed up Coke as a client. So you're dealing with big companies where you can, you know, sort of parse the, the, uh, the, the different qualifications or traits of, the, of masses of past employees so they can, uh, they can be targeted uh, like in, in a data search. It's not, oh, Bill, yeah, I remember him. Let's give him a call. It's like who from the 10,000 people have worked at this company uh, is going to fit the bill for this job that I'm trying to fill. Is, is that, am I right about that? It's, it's like yes, on a huge scale. Literally that. Take your requisitions. Our platform will show your requisitions, will show you the alumni you have in your network that could be a good fit or the alumni in your network that have a network where they could refer someone. Simple as that. Okay. But hold on. We keep hearing that people don't use their applicant tracking systems. There's all kinds of resumes in there. I don't know uh, if they're good, but they don't, they don't search them before they start a, a new job search. Are, are they going to search their, their, their databases of past employees? Are they going to do it? I mean, is it, the do you have yes, to encourage them in some way? they going. It's not are they going to do it, they do it, because you do it both ways. Number one is to the applicant themselves, hey, we found some opportunities that could be a good fit for you. And number two, it's directly to the recruiter. Hey, here's a requisition you have. We found five people that could be amazing fits for it. And, yeah, there's no recruiter that doesn't want a hot lead sitting on their desk. Okay, so you're appealing to the sourcers or whoever it is. They're, you think they're going to actually search this, this database. Do you have any stories think- for us? Do you have any stories for us of real people it's happened to? I told you on Twitter to prepare some. Yeah, you are. You've made it very clear. Prepare some. So, so number one is we have a great <laughs> example of uh, a bank on the East Coast where they were trying to hire specific what they call their unicorns, people that worked at that bank that have gone to another bank and got new experience, and then bringing them back means they have the experience, ba- A, of where they started and be of that other organization. And what so, yeah, kind of job? Of what kind of job? What kind risk of and job compliance. So those unicorn jobs Banking. are the risk and compliance. God. Okay, go and finish risk. the story. Yeah, so you have other companies publicly. Microsoft talk about the fact that 15% no, of their workforce. Hold on. I wanted to hear the story. They were looking for this. He's telling what? the story. Let him tell it his own way, dude. He's moving on to he another company, out another Jerry. example to tie it into the you story. You made it very clear Let that if go. I'm unhappy with the line of questioning, I can change it and move to something else. Yeah, yeah but I didn't website. want you to just so crop out. I mean, so you can't say you can't get annoyed that I do it. Well, I want to know what if you business. want to do it to cop out. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want a stupid example of a company that hired a guy that used to work there. Who needs that? How's well, business? That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Are Jerry? people clamoring okay. to use this stuff? That's what I want to know. Don't 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 waste this guy's time. Don't waste my time. Yeah. Okay, you ask him a question. Just over the top. You I ask him a question. question. Yeah, Go how's ahead. business, Jimmy? How's business? That's what I want to know. Is good. Business is good. Great. I mean, look, the, re- the reality is, from our perspective, so look, a lot of people like you, Boomerang hires, what is it? Is it Phil and Linda in the basement on an Excel spreadsheet? Large companies are realizing that they've got this massive talent pool of people that used to work for them where they know the data. They know whether they were good. They know whether they were effective. Mm-hmm. They know whether they had the credentials. Yeah. And so you've got people like out that. there who are spending a fortune on Indeed and Dice and LinkedIn ads trying to find strangers who may be a good fit for the organization. They're mm-hmm. Running these mm-hmm. bullshit tools in between, these AI tools yeah. to work out if they're going to be a good culture fit. The only way to work out if someone's a good culture fit is to meet them and work with them, period. 
And so you have that one yeah. piece of data that you don't get with a stranger, which is a known person recruit. So the, the value is just there. It, this is not a question of, of yeah, where's the value. This is an obvious. This is like washing your hands. It, it's functionally. And so is that. Is that then the number one feature of of your business? The not, lowest it's not staying in touch. It's, yeah, it's, it's not about having them come to your company picnic party. It's really about staying in touch in case you ever want to recruit them down the road. Is that what your tool does? primarily yes, yes but yes but i want to add a massive but because when someone's okay. leaving an organization exactly like you said when you're throwing your blackberry in the trash and your lenovo out the window your first thought mm -hmm. cannot be hey do you want to come back and work here so you can't open the right. conversation no i've got one foot out the door i left again for whatever reason so instead, it's join the community. Maybe there's learning. Maybe there's mm -hmm. discounts. Maybe there is a company picnic. Maybe there's volunteering. Whatever those mm -hmm. things might be that maintain some value connection to the business. And as and when the time is appropriate, that opportunity to reach out to them is earned. You know, I'll give you a great example. All the PeopleSoft people, you know. So all of these people software, PeopleSoft people who are marketed as like regrettable losses – are no longer regrettable losses. Now we want workday people. But there are people who left who might have been mm. a people soft administrator in your organization. They've gone to another company. They've now become experts in implementing a module of workday. And now you know that. Sure. And Huge so, demand. Yeah. So, so why would you try and go out to find a workday implementer when you actually know someone who used to work with you who was amazing right. and everyone loved? Got it. Oh, How big oh, is your company? 40 31 people. 31 slightly, people? Slightly grown. We're up to 40. That was close. Okay. Hold on a sec. Wait. Great. And is it, about, hold on. Hold on. Is it your okay. company? Do you own the it place? Is. I do. That is awesome. How often do you take vacation? <laughs> That's it. You know, I just listened to your last know. podcast where you, where you asked the guy what time you went to bed and what time you woke up. As I was tweeting, no, I think no, like 11 no, o'clock I mean, at you, night. You, really? Hey, this is real. This is a good question. No, I want to know. I mean, you've got a company, 40 employees. Sound like your really? product is fantastic. I feel inspired. Do you get to reward yourself? Are you taking nice vacations? So, yeah, I take a vacation once a year for about a week, and I take my weekends. Like, I, I don't turn off, turn off, but I do respect the weekend, and I ask everyone else to because – yeah, slight reward, but the reward comes because you've got happy customers, and that's the intent. Don't start a business just for the vacation. You start the business because you intend to make a difference and have software that makes an impact. And I'm not talking about holistic bullshit of a passion project. I'm talking about our product does what it says on the tin, and our customers will attest to that. So, so that's what we're looking for. Okay, gotcha. my but question. Only one I a have year. a question. That's, Jerry, that's how Jerry, I evaluate all this. What? This, this is a burning question. If you're going after your old employees, okay, we haven't even talked about referrals, which I think is much bigger than boomerangs, but boomerangs is important. Okay, no. so, but hold on. If you're going after your old employees, can't someone say, hey, you're not diverse. You're just looking for copies of yourself and what you've always had. You're not reaching out to new communities, blah, blah, blah. Don't yeah. you think that Love you're going to get attacked for that? Jimmy. So number one is I love that. Yeah, we have people who turn around and say, hey, if you hire known people, we did this article about straight hiring strangers versus hiring known people with all of the data and all the stats. And we got some guy who sent me a message and being like, yeah, that, that doesn't work. You need diversity of opinion. You need all of these things. And my answer is yes, you do. You're 100% right. But not every job needs diversity of opinion. Some jobs just need a task completed.
Some jobs just need a task completed well. Not every task needs the innovative task, coming what are you in with speaking their design from thinking English? This is United States and Canada, okay? I don't know what a toss is. What's a toss? What's a toss? T-O-S-S. No, T-A-S-K. Oh, task. Come oh. on, animal. Come on, dude. I didn't. That I couldn't understand them. I have to do. I got. I got to do an ad. Hire tool. H i r e t u a l dot com. The super duper sourcing tool. Man, it is great. It's one of the. It's not just me. It's. It's. If there's any discussion of sourcing tools on Facebook, discussion groups for recruiters. It's always up there. There's other good tools, too, okay? I won't deny it, but higher tool, everybody's raving about it, okay? No matter what they're using, they always acknowledge higher tool, and lots of people are using it. Lots of name brand, top recruiters, hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. You heard Jerry said that Mike Batman Cone was a fantastic guest. I thought so, too. And he raved about Honit. He thought it helped him a lot down in the trenches. So go check it out. It creates little clips or full interviews that the hiring manager can listen to. Okay? You can hear the sizzle in the candidate's voice. And finally, PCRecruiter.net. They love recruiters. Doesn't matter what kind of recruiter you are, a kitchen table recruiter or a recruiter in a big company like Coke. They can help you with their recruiting software. And I'll be back to tell you about them again in a few minutes. Okay, that ad was a little longer than my new strategy warrants. I, I want to have these a little short ones, but I had let it run on so long. And, you know, we've only been talking about this uh, boomerangs. Now we have to move to referrals. That's where uh, I, I'm gathering the real meat in this thing is. Go ahead, Jimmy. What about referrals? Wait a sec. Does anybody else have a question for Jimmy or uh, want to say something? Anybody online want to say something? Callers? No. No. Hey, Animal. I think I think you know complaining about um, diversity and then also wanting to hype up culture fit is, is it's like two things that are in direct opposition to each other. Organizations, I think, are going to start getting over the fact that everybody needs to be a cultural fit because it's, it's just another way to discriminate against individuals. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't like the fact that people talk about how something like this would be forcing individuals or, or encouraging hiring people of the same kind. And yet people want, um, uh, you know, they, they want hey, to Michael say G. that Cox, I, I'm going I'm to give you a Jerry kind of critique, what Jerry would say to me. That's one of the dumbest things you've ever said on the show. Okay, I'm always looking for you, <laughs> to you for words of wisdom. But, like, I, I don't know what you're saying. Okay, what are you saying? You don't like this guy's idea of recruiting alumni because it's not diverse enough? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. You guys were – somebody was complaining about the fact that it's going to – Create issues in diversity. Wait a second. Okay. I got to turn so Kathy off for a second. The, the, the seals next door to her are are driving me crazy. Kathy, I'll be back to you, okay? But I'm going to put you on okay. hold for a second. Thanks. Okay. Okay, Michael. What what's your what's your story? You what's can't your complain about. Well, you were complaining about the fact that this would create issues with diversity, 
And yeah. then at the same time, saying bringing up concerns that a uh, a cultural fit is important. It's ridiculous. You know what? Okay, let's just do that. Okay, the way to say no to somebody that is fully qualified, and then just not hire them because they're not a cultural fit. Or look, just look and see. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know how that fits into what we're talking about here. MikeRecruiter.com well, is that guy. <laughs> that guy who's talking about I don't know what. <laughs> you want to find out his LinkedIn profile? Go to MikeRecruiter.com. The other guy who's go. got all the boomerangs at his construction company, that's RecruiterAl.com. And, of course, there's JerryTheRecruiter.com. And uh, we're talking to Jimmy Sinclair uh, at uh, Enterprise Alumni. Com, right? It's a dot com enterprise alumni. Am I right about that? Jim. Yep, still right. Okay. Wake up. Wake up. Okay. Okay, now tell us about referrals. I mean it took us a long time to get there. Go ahead. So the open statement for everyone is if you can't hire someone back, if someone has workday experience to stay on that theme, they probably have a network of other people. And I think organizations need to tap into their employees and their alumni's network. The network effect is the easiest way to have kind of acquisition to a pool of candidates. Our data from our customers, about 17% more likely to get the job if you're referred by an alumni. And, you know, one of the things that we do to drive that, because some people just don't care about referring someone, is gifts. You know, you find that most companies will say, if we hire a referral, we'll send you, you know, a $300 Amazon gift certificate. We'll send you a That's cheap. Xbox. That's cheap. I, I think it's more Super money cheap. than that. Super cheap. I'm not, debating whether, I'm not debating whether the reward is good enough. The point is there's a reward, and that seems to be effective as a carrot to get people to say, you know what, I do know someone who would be a good fit for that role. The uh -huh. best person to help succession planning is the person leaving the role. Uh, so w w what are you talking about? I mean, I, I, you're talking about getting a referral from the person who's leaving before they leave. Is that not what you're telling me? No, not before. Well, could be. That's a clever strategy. But more importantly, it's when they leave, they probably have a network of people. Wouldn't companies want to have access to all of their former employees' networks to see who's in okay. there that they should be able okay. to grab? So, okay, so you've got... So whoa, 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 whoa. Question. Okay, so how does your system work where if Jerry and I used to work together, Jerry leaves, and we use this product, and now how do I have access to his network? Or is it just is that is that component the same as just are us being connected on LinkedIn and I can see his, uh, his connections. That's a knowledge component. That's you saying, hey, I know a guy or a girl who would be great fit for this role. Let me refer them into you. Okay, but hold on, Alan, wait a second. How do you pump out this information to your pipeline? You've got an alumna, alumni pipeline, and so you, uh, let's say you search it with certain uh, parameters. You identify people who might know people like this, some kind of engineer or accountant, whatever it is. And so what do you do? Send them all emails saying, look, we're searching for this kind of person. Do you know anybody? We'll give you 300 bucks if, if you give us a name and the person gets hired. I mean, it, it kind of sounds a little bit like, yeah, I, what you said, but it kind of sounds like it's one more sort of private, this is a private social, let's call it a private professional social network that you pay a, you pay a membership fee for. And I could call it similar to, say, Mighty Networks if you wanted to have a private one and just mine that and see who No, no, no. Back. We're trying to get the people to refer people. We're, we're not talking well, you, about we'll the database itself anymore. Well, reach out to your network, but anymore. I mean, you can do it. You can do it with your alumni. You can try. I mean, if they have, if they've joined, you're kind of, there's kind of an implication that they still feel friendly towards the company. But yeah, okay. But I'm asking him, Alan, how does he get the alumni? How does he get the message out? 
and how does he get them the results? But, okay. So number one, it's it's a pretty it's it's a very functional thing. Is number one is it's not all. So you don't send the message to all people saying we're looking for this role to be filled. Just sending very direct and targeted messages to the people most likely to either return or have that referral network with a very simple message. Hey, we have this open opportunity. Do you know anyone that could be a good fit? And if there's a reward, amazing. Maybe you include it there. So having people in this network allows you to just communicate everything that's happening and allows you to be very, very targeted that says, hey, you're a big guy in the Workday space. Do you know, you know, we're about to implement Workday. Do you know someone that could be a good fit for this role? And the reality is most people who are in their ecosystem will have a referral. The question is whether or not they want to give it to the company. That's the only difference. Okay. Now, so, okay. There's some questions. Hold on. That. There's two things here. Let's say they've already got a referral network uh, program in the company. Is this just part of that? Okay. That's number one. Uh, and number two is, how do you shake it out of them? I mean, you you know, uh, I have a friend who's a recruiter, and he's pretty aggressive. He'll call somebody up and say, "Who do you know for this position?" Okay. Or you're no good for it. You're not interested. Who do you know? Oh, I don't know anybody. Okay, who do you know that would be good for it? I, I, I don't know anybody. He won't let them get off the phone. He'll say, look, I'm going to stay here on the line with you until you give me a name. I know you know somebody. You've been in the business for 10 years. How does your tool, like, uh, get them to cough up the names? Do you have a, a policy of repeated uh, emails, bang, bang, bang on their door until they, you know, they, no, they this, no, surrender? No, this is not – this is not a harassment platform like your buddy who will stick on the phone and not let you hang up. No, this is not about harassment. This is about having a relationship with your former employer. So as Alan said, they can phone up and say, hey, I'm interested in returning. Or, hey, I left and the grass is not as green as I thought it was. And so this is through companies delivering value to their former employees, creating okay, that relationship. Not talking about, we're not talking about – we've got the referrals. Okay, how successful is it for referrals? What is there any studies done on alumni referrals? That's what I'm asking you, okay? So we have data based on our users, our platform, and we see that referrals are, more, are about 17% more likely to get the job than a non-referral from alumni. Now, that's okay. an aggregate, that's huge aggregate data, and it's including all industries, all job types. So, yeah, it's not exactly the most defined. But in general, an alumni referral is taken, is taken much stronger than a non-alumni referral. And the second thing that's probably the most important is most people have no interest in going back to their former employee's career site, uploading a resume, going into the ATS, going into some crappy system, and having some guy or girl determine if they're qualified to get to the next stage. So the okay, hold on. Let me ask you a question there. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so let's say Joe Blow, he's got, he's got a referral for you. How does he bring that? Who does he call? Who does he send the message to? Um, you know, who does, uh, how does this referral get into the search? Just presses Since a button. you're saying it, it doesn't hey, just go back through the – what? It's as simple as saying – so we have some implementations that can actually go directly to the recruiter, that can go to the recruiter and say, hey, this person has a referral for this specific role. Here's their name and email address. You should reach out to them, or you can do it the other way and send it to the actual referral and say, hey, this is a good position for you. You should check it out. And a lot of our companies have accelerated path or accelerated reentry for former employees and for their referrals, making it okay, a little Okay, that's what I'm asking. The referrals, don't, the referrals just don't go into the mass of applicants in the applicant no. tracking system. No? No, no one wants Kathy. to go in there. 
Kathy, I turned you back on. Do you have anything to say? Do you want to talk to this person? Um, I've been sort of multitasking, but I think he's right on in terms of asking for referrals from a guy or a girl or a gal that you're hiring right away. Animal, I've told you before, I did that at a hospital in Northern California, and I pulled the whole environmental services department. And that was by maintaining contact with the one guy I was going after for about nine months. And finally, he said, I'm ready to leave, and I think the whole team is as well. Um, so I think it's very doable, and it's something that we should be doing. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Kathy. Is that it? Okay, a good ad- advertisement for him. Okay. She lives next door to the SEALs uh, base in California, and they're always interfering with her communication. So you're going to put you on hold for a while, Kathy. I'm going to go back Did to I? Okay. 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 So uh, how, uh, Jerry, Jerry's supposed to be the guy who asks, how much? How much does this cost? Oh, wow. I didn't expect that question. In general, it's looking about the same price as you're onboarding for your customer. So it's part of core HR. So the number, it's based on the number of people you have, small, medium, or large enterprise. I'm not going to give you yeah, a dollar. Small means you, you don't want to give it out. That's times. okay. Yeah. You're not yeah, saying you 10 bucks a like person that. or 20 bucks no. or something like that. No, you're not paying a ridiculous price for this. And, it, and it's based on success as well. So as the community grows and as people are engaging, the, the rate goes up like anything else. But you're okay, not, let me do an ad and I'll ask, you, uh, I'll ask you why people would want to stay on the, you know, have the, these emails come in and <laughs> I don't remember what Dr. Patty said. Dr. Patty said, "I didn't, I didn't bite. I, you know, I, I, I didn't get excited when she. Oh, look, look what they're going to get for staying in touch with you. I, I didn't see it. Okay, but just let me mention, hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com, online interview recording technology." You record the whole interview. Uh, it divides it. You record little clips. They're confidential. You send them off to the hiring manager. He or she can hear the candidate's own voice, hear them answering the question, and judge themselves if they want to move on to the next step. Plus, you get a, a full transcript searchable. Okay? Hire tool, H I R E T U A L, one of the super duper toppest sourcing tools on the market today. Hire tool, go use their free. Man, you Chrome sound very uninspired here, dude. I'm sorry. You want to do it for me? Horrible ads. I wouldn't pay for that. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay, sorry. Come on, what man. You want me to do? Either get pumped up or don't do it. Do it when it's Show time. me how to do it. Yeah, that give forced. me an example. So you give me just you do it for a second or two. Show me. You set the pace for me, okay? Going on. Dude, Go if on. I wasn't in a, no, I, I can't, dude. Okay, this everybody, this is my third, this is my third ad. Okay, this is my third time around. Okay, give me there a break, go. everybody. This is the third time I advertise them. The third time. Okay, hold it. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm hold on. I'm <laughs> I'm having problems adjusting <laughs> from my former long version of ads to these little short ones. It, I'm I'm trying to think about how I want to do it as I'm doing it. Okay, maybe that's the problem, Chair. Thank you for your support. Okay, I don't know what I would do without yeah. you. Okay, that's what you paid me for. Yeah, hone it. H o n e i t dot com. Hire tool. H i r e t u a l. 
Facebook.com. Yeah. And yeah. finally, our good it. friends at PCRecruiter.net. If you're a recruiter, man, they love you. And you know what? Their software is configurable. It's customizable. If you buy their recruiting software, they don't impose a system on you. You impose a system on them. And if you don't know how to configure yeah. your own software, they've got good people there who just are dying to help you. Okay? PCRecruiter.net. Nice. Okay, thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Okay. Hey, you Jimmy, nice. love it. Jimmy, nice. Jimmy, why would some alumnus or alumna, why would they want to maintain contact with their old company? Okay, Jerry sort of said they might be leaving because they don't like their old company. You said that might not be the reason. Now, uh, you're offering one of the things you're offering is education. What does that mean? You're sending them articles about What's education that you're offering to these masses of alumni? No, no one really cares about the fact you just opened an office in Sao Paulo. That's not education. That's that's just information no one's really interested in. So education is integration into kind of the LMS or training materials. Or, What's LMS? You know, What's LMS? Systems, What? Learning tools. The learning tools. Learning management systems. Oh. Okay, so they've got online learning tools, and they can pick and choose what they want to learn, okay? It's not like you're sending them a bunch of articles that might not you know, be of interest to them. Am I right about everything's, that? Everything's highly relevant. So you've got two sections you've got to look at. Number one is you've got like five or six generations of people that left your company, all the way from an intern who wants learning, wants a job, wants a mentor, wants a discount, all the way to a retiree who believes he's owed something by the company or she's owed by something by the company and maybe wants to be a mentor or wants to do some consulting. So you've got all of these different generations, each with different requirements. So when you talk about learning, everyone's going to have different learning requirements. So yes, uh, a lot of our customers believe there is a obligation to continue providing education and knowledge to people even after they've left. Essentially, rising tide helps all ships view. Uh, so that's a big part of our, of our platform is this access to information and knowledge that maybe is can, unique can you give me to that organization. One, uh, I know you, uh, you're, you're like most people immune to you know, examples. Can you give me one example, example of what learning – what learning somebody could get, you could say, look, there's this accounting clerk and she's going to get this kind of learning or, you know, there's a developer and he's going to get specifically this kind of learning. What are we talking about? I don't know. Okay, so you take it from, let's say, lawyers or accountants who have to do continued education to maintain compliance. So a lot of alumni networks in those industries will provide that continued education to get those credits for continued education. So that's one side of it. The other is we have a big global bank that does in-person leadership training internally in their organization. And every time they do one of these, they open up 10 seats for alumni as well to come back in, to come on site and be part of a two-day training course around leadership, leadership development. And so even though 10 people doesn't sound a lot when you have a community of 25, 35,000, actually those seats are amazing to have, and it allows recruiters to be able to access those people and talk to those people. So learning can mm -hmm. go all directions, all the way to as simple as, you know, what the hell is blockchain and what's the impact on me, which one of our customers just did. So learning is going to be different for different people. Uh, but, so whether it's leadership development, continued education, or just online syllabus course training. Okay. How are you selling this? I mean, what do you do? Do you just look up uh, uh, HR managers on uh, on LinkedIn and, and phone them up or send them an email? Uh, what are you doing to? You've got these big clients already. You've made some uh, you've made some deals. It sounds like. Oh, how do you, how are you getting business? 
Let me go back. I want to answer one more question you asked before. That some people leave the organization and just didn't like the organization. They didn't like their manager. They didn't like something. So the other yeah. thing that some of our customers do is they offer discounts. So we have an airline that all their alumni get 25% discounts on all flights. So it doesn't matter if you leave and you hated the organization. A 25% discount is a big chunk of change. So yeah, but see, those are them. not all consumer companies. That's a nice one, just like you pick the lawyers. I mean, you're, you're cherry-picking uh, examples. Well, I mean, you know, lawyers – yeah, okay. Well, okay, uh, Starbucks, maybe they give the discounts, permanent discounts to their yeah, ex uh, By the barista. way, Target, so you go all the way down. You say, well, we're not talking about cashiers. Target offers a 7% discount to all alumni when you've left the organization as long as you stayed there for a period of time. So even mm -hmm. if you leave and you don't love the organization, Target is basically saying, here's a reason to stay in touch. Here's a reason to sign up and give us your information. It's a give-get. Okay, and what can they get from cashiers? Access to qualified talent who can come in seasonally. So when they scale up for Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year, they have a talent pool of people on the ready who maybe can do pre-training, pre-learning, can submit their background checks. Again, as you go down into the field, those are the things that become important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else you want to I want to. I just want to know how a young guy like you, okay, uh, I, I just look at judging by your picture, uh, how you're you know, selling this to uh, big companies. The answer is this, education. A majority of companies know it's the right thing to do. They're like, oh, maybe we don't have budget, maybe we don't have something, and going out and just educating the market that why wouldn't you do this? If we can fill 20% of your open positions through alumni and alumni referrals, this is a no-brainer. So 90% of our kind of acquisition of leads and customers comes from education, which is why I reached out to you. Wait a minute. You're, you're, you're claiming that a company that has, say, 500 openings is going to be able to – fill 100. 100 of them through so, your system. So let, me, so let me be clear. We have some customers that do fill 20% of their open requisitions through alumni and alumni referrals. Not all of them. Not all of them are mature platforms. Not all of them invest the time and the money to engage this community. But companies that do and have a strong network and have someone who's passionate and dedicated to the project, absolutely. I think Microsoft, 15% of all employees are boomerangs. Okay. Okay, but you know uh, what I wanted—I was just wondering your sales technique. I thought maybe maybe you don't want to reveal the secrets. I thought you might just teach us something about business development. Here you are with your project, okay, and you want to get access to these big companies, Coke, these banks, uh, Target, whatever. So, or do you have your angel investors are, are making contacts for you, or do you have to do it yourself? I want to know how uh, a simple man on his own there with a small company goes out and gets business. The answer is deliver what you say on the tin, and your customers become your biggest advocate. Oi, no, no, you hey, come no, no, wait, on. Wait, wait, I'm no, talking wait, about wait, how wait, you get wait, in the wait, door to the wait, talk about the wait. tin. You've got to let me finish. Can't ask a loaded question, then not let me answer. Were you answering? Go ahead. I didn't I think answering. you were answering. I was answering. So number one is, yeah, we got some original customers through prayer, hustle, fighting, picking up the phone. And those customers ended up telling other customers. Those people who worked at those companies ended up going to other companies. Almost a majority of our customers are linked through some sort of a source or some, through some source of a network or through things like this, just pure education, just getting on the phone and screaming about it. And people like the people on this call are like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. We should investigate. Yeah.
should at least explore okay. it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, this is like the kind of interview what they call pulling teeth. Okay. Oh, don't yeah. Even. We get we. Uh, oh, I ask you how you get a client, and you say, well, you know what? Somebody who's already right. a client uh, refers me to somebody else. That's not what I asked. How do you get that this first exactly client? exactly what you asked. Okay. It's exactly no, what you No, how asked. do you get that first client? How do you get in the door? Business, new business development, okay? Pick how do you phone. get Pick well, up the phone. So how do you identify how do you identify who you want to talk to? Talent acquisition. Simple as that. So for us, the low-hanging fruit on this call specifically is going to be about the referrals and about talent acquisition. So it's just picking up the phone to TA leaders and saying, here's our tool, here's who uses it, can we show it to you? Period. Our biggest competition okay. is people saying, we don't, it's people not doing anything. Or people saying, oh, it's an amazing idea, but not this year, or we haven't thought about it, or we don't know if we have the headcount. In general, people don't turn their back on the idea. Everyone knows it's a good idea. Four people on this call have, have turned around and said, yeah, it makes absolute sense. So it's not a hard conversation to have. And so, yeah, we just pick up the phone and go through that process and, and, and bang phones and bang emails and bang LinkedIn and, and hustle. And ultimately, though, your customers solve everything. Happy customers always okay. solve everything. What do you That's say? I want to know. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 uh. What do you say on that first call? You call them up, and what do you say? Well, how do you introduce yourself? Let me show you what two other customers are doing that are in a similar Hi, my name is Jimmy Sinclair. Okay. They Hi, my that. name is Jimmy they Sinclair. How do you they want know? A bill, let me show. They already know my name by the time they've scheduled how? my call. But essentially, how? how do they know your name? That's what I'm asking you. Don't make me wrestle it out of you. How do they know your name? Do you send them email first? What's yeah. your f- f- first method, method of first contact? Okay. Yeah, we look. We have a we have a, a robust kind of lead acquisition funnel. We have a robust way that we're identifying people, putting them in the, in the funnel, and just hammering, whether it's email, LinkedIn, phone, whatever it might be, targeted advertising, yeah, all okay, of those you things. Know what? Okay, I don't want to argue with you the last 10 minutes of the show, <laughs> but now you're getting to it. You've got people putting people into the funnel. How are you identifying people to put into the funnel? I mean, you just said I go out and find T- TA managers. Is that where you look? go to LinkedIn and look up TA managers? Yeah. Is that... Yeah. yeah, so you pick, we pick it. So let's just take banking where we have seven banks. We take the vertical and say, okay, we've got some proven results in banking. Let's find the other 25 banks. Let's identify CHRO all the way to talent acquisition, all the way to sourcing, and let's contact them. And How? Contact How them do you contact them? This is what the recruiters have to deal with people, make contacts, and I want to know how you do it since you're successful. Is it email, email initial contact, email, a, a template email, or do you actually pick up the phone yeah. and leave voicemail? What do you do? Both, email and voicemail. So we have a load of tools. So email is going to be the number one way because we can do that in volume. And then if we see uh-huh. someone clicks, opens, responds, or doesn't respond, or clicks a link, then we'll follow up with a phone call. So we have, a, we have quite an intelligent suite of tools that basically say, does this person care or not? Is this person biting? And what does a bite mean? You know, and then we'll follow them around. So if you go to our website and now you go to any other website, you'll see our ads pop up because we're retargeting you. We're using all the same tools that business-to-consumer sites use to essentially say, hey, come in and talk to us. And then we just show them the data. We introduce them to a customer straight off the bat, the first thing we do. Oh, really? How do you get a customer to, to sell for you? By delivering what's on the tin, exactly what you argued about 30 <laughs> seconds ago. No, no, no. Now they're doing work for you. I mean, do you give them a discount, or, or how, do you, how do you do it? No. 
No, I mean, and don't put that out there either. Hold on, do I hear people groaning? I find these interesting questions. I want to know. No, no, no. It was an interesting question, Animal, and and my experience in those. He's in the he's in the um, LMS LMS arena. Yeah, ATS CRM kind of arena. Well, okay. So in the learning management systems and the LND learning and development and compensation, those really ultra niches. When they all go to conferences, they're all trading stuff all the time, more than a lot of industries because it's so niche. Okay, we're past that, Alan. You're still talking about referrals. I wanted no, to know. I'm telling you, no, I'm no, telling you. You just asked him how he gets his business, and he he has his clients selling for him. I'm telling you how those clients sell for him. Okay, well, I don't think. Have that's another what sip he's of coffee because I got enough in me right now. <laughs> Okay, you, I, I find this interesting. Okay, let me give you, let so me give you another just, perspective, Animal. Let me give you another okay. perspective. That as we grow, our customers are going to get more features faster. They know that. They know we're a smaller company, so they are vested in us growing. They are vested in us scaling and providing them more. So they have a uh-huh. vested interest in our growth and our success. You know, when you do business with a smaller company, it's not like doing business with Dropbox where you don't give a shit. No, you're working with a smaller company. You know the people of the company. You know them by name. You know your customer support reps by name. It's not some random who's coming on. And, and therefore, when they're vested in your success, they end up being happy to have that conversation. And I think so you, you see call that up, a lot of- So you call up Betty and say, Betty, I've got a new client. I was wondering if you'd have a chat with them about uh, your experience with our product. And she says, sure. Is that, what, is that how it works? Is that how around, it works? We tell, the, we tell the customer, here are some here are some clients that have all said you can email them. Here are their names and email addresses. Okay. See, I just want to know how business, you know, having you on the show, a successful young business person, we want to know how you do business. At least I do. Okay. Yeah, fair question. Is, you have to qualify it. Okay. Is there anything else? Let me do one more ad, okay? And then we'll you think about what else you'd like to talk about. You know, pitch now. You got the, the pitch. People know what you're doing. If they get this far, now we'll let you make a, a pitch if you want to. Uh, but hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com, the super-duper sourcing tool. Everyone raves about it in all the Facebook recruiting discussion groups. Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online interview recording technology Creates little clips, full conversations, uh, searchable transcripts of every interview that you, the recruiter, can pass on to your hiring manager. And finally, PCRecruiter.net, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Very, very versatile. They not only want to help you, they love you if you're a recruiter. If you're a recruiter, they love you. PCRecruiter.net. Now, back to... Jimmy James Sinclair, S-I-N-C-L-A-I-R, EnterpriseAlumni.com. What else do you want to tell us that we haven't asked you about? Nothing. Alan said everything I need to say. My question would be, like, directly to Alan. He's in construction. We have construction customers who specifically are like, when we get a contract in a country or a city abroad, we want to know who's worked in that area, who's got a visa for that area. And the question to Alan would be, what's the investment worth if he could hire 20 people and bring them back? Is that worth having someone in your TA team spend three hours a week on an alumni program? So no, because you're talking because your client is Bech- you're talking about Bechtel, and Bechtel's not in our same arena. Fair, fair statement. But you hired four, and you said they're all high performers. So surely, if you hired eight, 
that would be a benefit to your organization or 12 or whatever that number is. So, so what's going to convert your conversation to being like, you know what, we should look a little bit more aggressively into these former employees. We already do that. Amazing. Thanks, Alan. Okay, but hold on. Bechtel, how, well, how many employees do they have? I mean, Tens of thousands. <laughs> yeah, and how many do you have, Al? Uh, five to 600 nationally, 220 in Southern California. Okay, I consider that a, a sizable company, but it's not. does compare to a worldwide organization. No, like I mean, we do over a – yeah. But, but, but the, the thing is, is, is even – Right, Alan, whether you're using our platform or using a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group or an Excel list, the concept of maintaining some sort of a connection. So when they leave, you're getting their Gmail address or whatever it is, and being able to touch base with them is valuable. Whether or not Animal. you're big enough to use us is, is irrelevant no, to I the get value that. of the conversation. No, I get that. Now, here's the thing about this. is I, I, was, I was actually kind of skeptical tuning into this one on, on the company, and there's a lot of companies out there that sell, say, a niche product. There's one that comes to mind that used to be an add-on to an ATS. That, uh, and I just think that he's got so many big clients here that most of the time the sales guy says, "Oh, I just sold 400 seats to Verizon." And I said, "How many are going to use it?" He goes, "Well, maybe five percent." If he's got clients here that are big companies that are actually using it, and that's the key to it, maybe they get value out of it and it works for them. And if they do, that's great. Yeah, Bechtel, wow. I mean, that is a big company. I mean, I have to congratulate you. I mean, you're a small company, and, and you're selling to successfully. Actually, I have a question. I have a specific question about one of his clients. Yeah. Jimmy, how long has Nestle been a client? Three years. Three years. Okay. Okay, then I can't ask. The, then, then that ask was the right anyway. after I, that was right after anyway. I left, because I was going to say I had never heard of your product, which would have shocked me. Yes, yeah, so so they were just when they were going through their whole success factors transformation ten year plan. I forget the official name for it. Uh, yeah. We were part of that that big plan again. I forget the name, but you probably okay. know it. Good. Okay. You know what? You've been a more fun guest than I than I uh, ever expected. Okay. So thanks for coming on, James Sinclair, Enterprise Alumni.com. Any other contact information or anything like that you'd like to say just before we go? No, that's it. I think this has said everything I want to say. Thanks for all you. Okay, Mike, MikeRecruiter.com. <laughs> Thank you. RecruiterAl.com. Jerry the Recruiter left already, of course. And SorcererKathy.com. Hey, everybody. Thank you. Oh no.